Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd of Military Mom Talk Radio, and we've got such a great show today. We're going to be talking to J.M. DeBoard. Now, he's a dream expert. He's written a couple books, Dreams 1, 2, 3, and the Dream Interpretation Dictionary. Uh, you can find him at dreams123.com or at Reddit. Um, he's Rad Owl, and he's the dream analyst guy, and so I thought it would be pretty cool to talk to him about... Um, what do our dreams mean and how do we interpret them? Um, because, you know, Rob, dreams are crazy. Sometimes my dreams make a lot of sense and sometimes they're just all over the map. It is true. I have, I actually have always had good dreams. I've never had, uh, maybe a couple of times I can recall stressful dreams. However, Stephen has nightmares a lot. And when he wakes up, he doesn't remember anything. So he doesn't wake up stressed or, or feeling um, like he'd just been through whatever. Whereas I seem to recall my dreams very readily and they can be kind of wacky and, and kind of fun. <laughs> Actually, I, I've always had fun dreams. You're lucky. Well, of course you have. You have fairy lights and twinkle lights. <laughs> of course you have fun dreams. But Steve's a veteran and I... I yeah. Has some some challenging dreams, and I know when I was going through my divorce and my mom was dying, I had incredibly stressful dreams. Like I was stressful in the day and stressful in the night. Isn't it true your your day just does follow you as much as you try and um, zone out or try and and leave the day behind, or you do these stress reduction techniques it still is there and it's that subliminal re resurfacing that happens in your dreams. And every so often you'll say, Oh yeah, there's the, we were talking about a kangaroo and yeah, there was a kangaroo in my, in my dream. <laughs> you can kind of correlate some sometimes, but there are times that dreams can be so bizarre and just so out there. And you wonder, is my subconscious trying to tell me something? Should I be thinking about something? Yeah, it's, it, it's very fascinating to look into this science. Well, yeah, and he's made a career of it. You know, not only yeah. has he written, you know, dictionaries and books, he's got this program on Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com. It's like an online course, and he gifted me one, so I'm, I'm actually taking it. Oh, uh, cool. So that's kind of cool. I'm not really good at interpreting my dreams, but he is very, very good at that, and it's... Mm -hmm. It's amazing how he can take this high concept of what the dream is about and relate it. You know, it's almost like a horoscope or a, you know, a psychic reading from your own brain. Oh, um, so it's fun. And it's fun when I go online and look him up and look at the interpretations, you know, people post their dreams and then he gives this interpretation Ooh. of it. And it's, it's pretty cool. Now, do you remember, do you wake up and remember your dreams and are able to say, oh, yeah, I was standing at the corner of, you know, 12th and Yeah, Maine. sometimes, you know, sometimes I do. I wake up and I, but if I don't write them down right away, they just float away. 
Yeah, yeah. There are certain ones that I re I repeat. There are certain even from my childhood. There are certain ones that I recall, um, and they come back to me, and I repeat them. I have reruns in my dreams. <laughs> well, I do too. I used to have this dream that I was in the front row of church, and I was supposed to sing, and my teeth were falling out, and they would plink on the ground, and then I'd pick them up, and I would, you know, kind of wash them off against my jeans and stick them back in my mouth, and, you know, oh, go figure on what that one is. He said I'm I was worried about money. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? How, what does what does teeth have to do with money? Other than I guess you value your teeth, and that's that's a staple of our existence. Or they're <laughs> so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you know, I think sleep does um, have such a a, a difficult thing for us sometimes to to let go but i think sometimes it's a matter of comfort you know there are times that i think we all know that sleep is important but when you stop and think uh about sometimes our military or our veterans having difficult times sleeping it, it's really important to get a good night's sleep you know it really is rob i mean um you know the cool thing we've got a great sponsor today um mm -hmm. and from military heroes to everyday heroes the new sleep number 360 smart bed helps everyone get this proven quality sleep that'll change their life i mean it's a pretty neat thing you've been into sleep number so have i tell me a little bit about your visit to uh the sleep number store I have. And you know what was interesting? I had gone in once and by myself and then I went in and I brought my husband because so many times couples do disagree on mattress firmness. I am uh, want something that's a little cushier. He likes something that's really, really firm. And I have to say, when we went through that um, test that they give you, the, the analysis, sleep number beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side. So it is right for him and it's just right for me. Um, and that's the one beauty, I think, about sleep number beds. They are. Well, and there's, their beds are so smart. They like sense your every move and then they automatically adjust to you. So you can, you can sleep comfortably throughout the night, which I don't know, you know, beds in tech, anything with me in tech is just really fun. <laughs> but the other thing I think that's nice is you buy a bed and it's there and that's the bed you get. But you know what? With a sleep number bed, there are times if you've been out doing a lot of exercise or you've had a rough day, your muscles are, are kind of tense, you can adjust that for that particular night to adjust to your need, whatever your need is. And then maybe there's another time you need a little different firmness. You can't do that with a traditional bed. That's for sure. No, no, because, you know, that one time where I, I had my spin class, I needed to teach, and the lady who teaches the spin class before me wasn't feeling well, so I'm like, sure, I'll sub for you. So I yeah. did two spin classes, and then a half of a third, because the uh, the teacher following the spin class oh. behind me was stuck in traffic, and she's like, I'm so sorry, there's an accident, I can't get through, can you cover my class till I get there? So mm -hmm. yeah, two and a half hours of teaching spin, you know, when I came home, it, it was ridiculous. I, I was yeah. like, 
It's true. And with a sleep number bed, that gives you the option to adjust to what you needed that day and then be able to maybe have it a different uh, firmness on a different day when you just really need that, um, that warmth and comfort around you. You know, San, when we went, we had such a wonderful time and we were fascinated with the, the technology that they have to analyze your exact sleep number. And I hope everybody listening uh, today will go in during their uh, Sleep Numbers Veterans Day sale. They are um, offering to veterans or our listeners, I should say, to save $400 on a queen sleep number. That's the 360C4 smart bed. Now it's only $1,299. Plus there's an exclusive saving reserved for military and veterans. It's awesome. It is. And did you know that Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL? I mean, how That's cool so is cool. that? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> if my bills did better, it would be more impressive, but you know, it is the Buffalo Bills. You'll um, <laughs> find Sleep Number at one of their 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. So you can go to sleepnumber.com slash military mom, like our show, sleepnumber.com slash military mom to find the one nearest you. Now, Rob, I got to tell you, they have this cool blog on Sleep Number. So if you want to learn about home wellness and tech from this leader in uh, smart or sleep by visiting the sleep number blog go to blog.sleepnumber.com and I got to tell you I went on there and I got my five morning yoga poses to do in bed so I can do my yoga without um and without getting up and then I thought they have some cool articles on there like sleep storming is the new brainstorming and I'm a big sleep stormer so if you don't know what that means you should go to blog.sleepnumber.com again that veterans day sale uh to save four hundred dollars on the queen sleep Number 360 C4 Smart Bed, now only $12.99. Visit sleepnumber.com slash military mom. Now, Rob, we're going to be visiting with JM DeBoard, and um, it's amazing to me how this tech in a bed, like that's what I think of it, you mm-hmm. know, we just need like a voice recorder. I guess I could use my phone to record my dreams in the morning. Well, certainly you could. And I think that would be um, really fascinating. I wondered if you, that's the reason why I asked if you remembered them the next day, because I think it would be so interesting to journal them and then be able to either see uh, a pattern or see a consistency or be able to then focus on an area that maybe you were subliminally stressed over or, or, uh, predetermined to maybe go in a certain direction. I don't know. That's what's so fascinating. I I can't wait to hear more about it from him. I know. Mine probably are so boring, Rob, because I'm a veteran caregiver of my 85-year-old dad. And I'm sure it's like all frustration because, you know, he's eating too much sugar and not walking enough. And, you know, my kids are, are 11 and, and 14 now, and they just oh my God, they make such a big mess and they lose everything and backpacks and shoes and oh, and now we're getting into the fall, you know, where we need hats and sometimes gloves and, you know, there's my dreams right there. There's my stress. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> it's true. I mean, and no matter what, I, I have to say, Stephen and I have been going to yoga. It was it was a real turning point for him to be able to go to a yoga class. Here he is, seventy years old, and this was not something in his wheelhouse. But to be able to stop thinking about some of the things of the day, and to sort of put the day to bed before you go to bed. That's been helpful for us, and I, I would love to learn more uh, about whether that does make a difference in, in your dreams. And if your dreams are unsettling, does that mean that you're going to be a mess the following day? Right. I mean, these are all good questions. Now, um, Steve, is he going to yoga at the VA, or is he doing that locally? We're doing it locally, but the woman who is... Um, an instructor is actually developing a program right now for veterans. Um, and it is specific to veterans with PTSD. So it is something that will be, I guess, indirectly through the VA because she's gone to the VA for um, specific requirements. So yeah, it's very interesting. Well, yeah. And you figure like yoga and meditation, what can it hurt? I mean, the worst you're going to do is maybe bend the wrong way. And exactly, and, you know, I took <laughs> yoga for two years. Um, mm -hmm. It was a big part of me staying calm, you know, when my mom was sick and dying and when I was going yep. through my divorce, it yeah. really made a big difference. Now I know you got to go, Rob. I know you got to get to the VA and pick up Steven. So mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and bring us to commercial break. And I'm going to remind everybody to visit sleepnumber.com slash military mom to find the sleep number store nearest you. There are 550 of them. So I'm sure you will be able to find one at least pretty close to where you are. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk to that uh, dream expert, J.M. DeBoard, and he is the author of Dreams 123 and the Dream Interpretation Dictionary. And we are going to be talking about different dreams and common dreams that people have that you can relate to and maybe start analyzing your dreams on your own. All right, Rob. Well, everybody come back after the break and we'll be talking to J.M. DeBoard. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating and exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150 pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one hour nap. One hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150 pound person takes a one hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Hey, this is Sandra Beck, and I've got such a great uh, guest today. His name is J.M. DeVord. He's an author and a dream interpreter. He's actually written three books, and he's internationally recognized as a dream interpretation expert. He has also created this dream school, this online school of dream interpretation. Now, I'm actually taking his dream course right now. Uh, J.M. was great enough to gift it to me so I could try it, and I'm about a third of the way through, and it's very interesting interesting 
And what I like about it is you can go at your own pace and it's in little bite-sized chunks. So for busy moms like me, I can just pop in, listen to eight or 12 minutes, think about it, and then come back, you know, two, three days later when I have time. And so I'm really excited to bring uh, JM DeVore to the show today because dreaming is something we all do. JM, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sandra. Yeah, I, I'm, it's a pleasure having you as my student, and I hope that you're really digging the course. I thought the content love and relationships would be something that would perk the ears of you and all the other moms out there who, you know, they're, they're, they, they want to understand their relationships better. They're either looking for love or they have it, and they want to deepen their relationships with their you know, spouses. So what a great uh, subject for us to talk about. Well, it is. And it even applies to your kids, too. You know, I found some of the things that you were talking about in the course apply to kids. So, you know, even though love, you know, we think about romantic love relationships, we do have love relationships with brothers and sisters, with best friends and with parents and with children. So, you know, the concept of love and relationships is just right up our alley. Yeah, and you are very likely to dream at some point about the people that you were closest with. So with that in mind, you can take the course, and even if the material isn't directed, you know, you have a dream about your best friend, but, I, you know, you'll run across content in my course that might be geared a different direction, but you'll find that it overlaps. And the teachings that I give you in the course will also apply to all of your relationships, and it will help you to understand them better and to deepen them. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Thank you for having me on again, Sandra. It's been a little while since we've had a chance to talk. And, well, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, you're quite welcome because we always have a lot of fun. And, you know, the funny thing that happened, JM, is, you know, for a while there I wasn't dreaming at all, or at least I wasn't remembering my dreams. And, you know, I did really good when you were last on the show. And, you know, I worked really hard, had my dream journal by my bed, and then, uh, a year later, I'm like, I don't even know where my dream journal is. Um, but when I started taking the class, I actually last night had a fully articulated dream that I could wake up and remember. And I know it had to be because of your class. Like there's no other reason. There's nothing else I changed in my life over the last year since we've been on the show together other than take your dream class. Oh, that is, that is great. And I want to tell your listeners, picking up on what you just said, even if you think that you're not dreaming, you really are. Dreaming is an essential process. And there are a lot of great things that happen while you're dreaming, including the processing of memory and emotion. If you do not dream over time, uh, there, if, you, if it builds up, if you did not dream, you would eventually perish. It's actually necessary. There are processes that happen in the brain to allow debris to come out. And this only happens while you're dreaming. There are a lot of other things also that add up to say, yes, you are dreaming. You just have to remember. And if you think that you're not dreaming and you can't remember any dreams at all, I have a little tip for you. Wake up in the morning and just ask yourself, do I remember anything that resembled a dream? Because then if you can remember something where you go, oh, yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I had a dream, then the question for you becomes, ah, it's not a matter of dreaming. It's a matter of remembering my dreams. And of course, in my classes, I offer um, the uh, video tutorials, like tips that you can use to, you know, to remember your dreams. And Sandra, you just gave the first tip. Do something, read something, take a course, do something like that. Give some kind of focus onto your dream life and your dreams will respond or at least some deep part of your mind will respond 
and give you one of those dreams that are very easy to remember, fully articulated. You wake up, you grab your dream journal, you write it all down, you're excited, and now you have content to explore to help you to understand yourself better and your life better through your dreams. Very cool. It is cool. And, you know, I, I wrote them all down or I wrote, you know, what I remembered down. And then I realized I needed to go back and finish your course because I got so confused in trying to interpret my own dream. And, you know, when so far in, in the course, I've gotten to the point where we're kind of identifying elements, but I haven't finished it. So I don't know what to do next. But there is actually like a very simple methodology to analyzing your dreams that you teach. Yeah, I call it Dreams 1, 2, 3, or D3, and I include this as a uh, primer in most of my courses. Where, And you can also find it at my website, dreams123.com, if you want to go into real great depth with the subject. But it's really quite simple. It's a three-step process. And step number one, you break down the dream into story elements and narrative components. The elements are the settings, characters, and symbols. And then the narrative components are the actions, reactions, and resolutions. These are the same elements and components that you find in movies, television shows, novels, stuff like that. Your dream is a story, and you're learning to view the dream as a story. Break down the story into parts and then take it into step two, where you analyze that story and you interpret or decode the symbolism. Dreams use the language of symbolism to convey their messages, to get across the meaning. So if you can decode the symbolism, then you can see how the dream is actually talking to you, but it's like in a foreign language. Translate the language and you can understand what's being said. And then you pull that all into step three, where you put all of the details of the dream together into context and then reflect on your life. Because even when dreams refer to the past, they're actually, there's something going on in the present. And that's why the dream is referring to the past. So in other words, if you can reflect on the last day or two of your life and really go into your memories and look for anything from that dream content that you've analyzed to see how it parallels your life, now you can start finding what the dream is referring to that is going on right now in your life, and you'll find that the dreams have deep insights into what's going on in your heart, in your mind, in your outer life, in your inner life. They can give you insights about your family life, work life, social life, about your inner development and your personality development. Some people think that dreams are just meaningless. And I tell you, Sandra, you know from your own experience, there can be very deep and meaningful messages to your dreams. I remember the dream that you had um, with uh, Melania Trump on the airplane. And you were talking about protecting your kids and what you would do, you know, like you would do anything to protect your kids. And the planes, you know, you're like on Air Force One. And in the end, what you found was that there was a message to you as a professional working mom, where you wanted to be able to balance that to make sure that you didn't forget about your home life because you're so busy with your work life and that you wanted to bring all of this into balance. And the dream in a way was giving you this scenario, this story to help you to really focus on that and make sure that you while maintaining your high flying career symbolized as being, you know, flying on Air Force One and being with 
you know, Melania Trump, the first lady, that you also stayed grounded in a way in the reality that you have there with home and family. So awesome dream. Yeah, well, you make it sound so much better when you put it together that way. But yeah, I mean, they are, um, it is. And I, you know, I will say that like the dream I had last night, which was a real simple one, I was actually able to start making some sense of it as opposed to waking up and going, wow, well, that was weird. Like, you wanna, do you want to dig into it? Sure, sure. Um, you know, and it's so it's and it's in stark contrast to Air Force One and Melania Trump. But I was in a pickup truck and I was sitting in the back seat backwards against the door, like the doors that open, like you know, like they open forward. Um, and then um, so I was riding in the car, unbuckled in, sitting against the door with my old boss from like 30 years ago. And uh-huh. she had married this fat, poor, bald guy because he had on like a wife beater and he was fat and he was old and um she was picking me up to take me to her new house and we got to her new house. We went up to this, I had to climb up a ladder and to go into this loft. And you have to imagine my old boss was this fabulously quaffed, appointed, beautiful, elegant, rich woman. And she was so happy married to this pet for like fat, poor bald guy. <laughs> like, and I woke up <laughs> and she was happy and I'm like, okay, so <laughs> there you go. Knock yourself out. Wow. You know, you just made me snort my coffee right up my nose. I was trying to take a drink there and you're giving that description and I'm like, oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I can still see him in his wife beater, like, you know, five, eight, balding, gray hair, stained, sweaty, dirty shirt. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, what is she doing with this guy? But she was happy and she was in love. So there's a fictional character there in the form of the husband or boyfriend, and then you're with someone who was someone that you knew many decades ago, and you've already made associations with her that could be behind the symbolism, which is that you remember her as being very well presented, uh, very together as a person. So you're in a pickup truck and you're facing the doors and you're unbuckled. So it implies something that's saying that you, uh, you, you feel a sense of being unprotected or not as safe as you want to be. And then you're going to their house, which implies some kind of a transition into a new phase of your life. And so then um, I would take those two ideas and put it together and try to figure out then what is going on with the husband? And you said your reaction while dreaming can say a lot about what is behind going on behind the scenes because subconsciously, you know, deep down inside what everything in the dream means. It's like they're part of your mind is already, you invent your dreams, of course. So you somewhere deep down inside know what they mean. So when you react by thinking, huh, what is she doing with him? There is something going on there that's deeper. And if you think of a couple as being something that you are bonded with in a, perhaps in a symbolic sense, you know, like you could, like, let's say that you start a, um, a line of, of work that you're doing, not maybe the big job, but just some kind of path that you're going down. And you, by taking that thing up in a way, you're kind of carrying it with you as you go forward in your life. So a dream symbolically can show that in relationship form because you have an internal relationship with this thing that you're doing. And so now what you're seeing in the rest of the dream is your perceptions about this. And Sandra, I I would boil this down to a question is, 
do you feel like there is something that you are moving forward with or moving into in your life and you deserve better? Oh yeah. Like on every level. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, I, you know, be- I'm, I'm, yeah. Cause I'm doing work right now that I think, you know, I, I deserve better and I should, should be treated better. And, um, you know, that could be, uh, the, some of the work that I'm doing with the work relationships that I have, I'm really not wild about the way that I'm treated. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Wow. Okay. So you see all of that expressed in the dream. And I will tell you and your listeners this, oftentimes you can just identify feelings in the dream that come out because of the way that you react to what's going on in the dream. And then just reflect on your life and find parallels about things that you feel the same way about in your life. So in the dream, you you know, look at how you feel about her, you know, being with this guy who you don't feel like is really kind of up to par for her. She could do better, but Sandra also noticed the way that she reacts. Yeah, she was happy. Yeah, yeah. So there's a perhaps a message in here for you that even though things are not is you know going along as well, it's not the outer appearance of things. they're not living up to perhaps what your expectations or hopes are. There's still maybe something in you that could be happy or it is happy. If you really dig through the surface and you go, "Eh, you know, it it could be worse. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. So you might have to edit this out, but you could be Melania. I know that'll strike some people the wrong way, but there is this perception that she is uh, married to someone that doesn't appreciate her as much as, you know, but we're looking in from the outside into her relationship and Hey, she has a choice about it, at least as far as we know. And she could be the happiest wife in the world. We don't really know. Well, absolutely. You know, like political feelings aside, like who's to say what, what is right for her? You know, we don't know her. And um, if it works for her, it works for her. And whatever works between them is, is between them. But boy, you can sure draw a parallel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you sure can. Wow. So that's really interesting. Thanks for sharing that dream. I know that people can feel vulnerable when they share these things because dreams really can get to the soft underbelly of who you are and how you really feel. They can you know, sometimes address issues that are very personal and it does take, you know, it takes some courage to share your dream life publicly and allow someone like me to, you know, dissect it. And, you know, of course I would never say anything that would embarrass you. Not that there was anything in your dream that would be embarrassing, but there is something in the dream that, you know, I mean, Hey, symbolically you're seeing yourself wedded to a guy wearing a wife beater who's all beat up and, you know, rough <laughs> And, but it's, it's understood that it's all symbolism. You know, I remember the dream and I think this is in my love and relationships course. It was a a wife who dreamed about her husband as this cute little pig. And the, it's like this adorable little pig. And she knows while dreaming that while she's seeing and holding this pig, that it's actually her husband. 
And one of the things that she said after we worked through the interpretation process and, you know, kind of dug through and got to the heart of the dream, she said, you know, I could never share this with my husband because if he knew that I was dreaming about him as being this pig, even if it's cute and adorable, he would take it the wrong way. And I'm like, yeah, people need to understand that their dreams are mm -hmm. using symbolism and you can't control the way that your dreams present things, especially people in your life and they can get rendered into the dream and shown to you a certain way sometimes in the form of the person that you know but then sometimes dreams will use symbols for them i call it surrogate characters and so this pig is a surrogate character for her husband she can't tell her husband that why because he would he would take it the wrong way he might even be offended and i yeah. see this a lot with people when they talk about they're afraid to share their dreams because sometimes their dreams are a little shocking and scary. But if you take my courses, man, you'll see that even the, the most obscene, shocking, violent, repugnant, weird, you know, dreams, there's an explanation for them. And boy, it can just be a lot of fun, can't it? You know, you dig into the dream and you get to the bottom of it and you go, oh, that's what it really means. So it's not all like sitting on Dr. Freud's couch and talking about your childhood. You know, there's actually a lot that's very relevant to what's going on in your life right now. And it can be a lot of fun just going through the process because I think of it as like solving a mystery. You right, know? it's like a puzzle. But I, I can yeah. see how people wouldn't want to be called a pig. Well, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, might, that might sting a little bit. Yeah, well, it's a cute and adorable pig, you know. And Well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it, man. So it's... Um... Well, it's because, you know, for many years, and I've learned as an adult not to say things that are in my head um, uh, out loud. Yeah. Because when I see people, I always see that they look like animals, you know, like, like you know, um, w one of the people I work with reminds me of a baby billy goat that's just bouncing around, bouncing around the office, bounce, 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 bounce. And yeah. I know that that man who's very well respected and considers himself, you know, quite quite the thing would not be um, appreciative of my interpretation of him as a bouncing billy goat. Yes. Yes. But you know, Sandra, this is, I, I, I see it all the time too. You know, when I would look at um, uh, Arizona Senator who just died, John McCain, um, I would see um, a cat like a big Cheshire cat because when he would grin, he would have that Cheshire cat grin to him. Um, and just today, when I was uh, looking at my, my news feed, I saw something from, you know, Donald Trump saying that Stormy Daniels is a horse face. And when you look closely at her face, you can see that extended jawline and stuff like you would see in a horse. So, you know, and, and it's not just physical characteristics. People can have the characteristics of animals. And I love this segue because people... And dreams pick up on these um, impressions that we have of people, and they could symbolize, you know, someone in your life in an animal form, like mama bear. Man, I have seen that a lot in dreams where um, people who are a mom, a big overprotective, sometimes overbearing mom is rendered into the dream as this big old bear. Mm -hmm. um, 
I've seen it in other ways too, where people are given animal forms, whether it's like panthers, if a person is snake-like in their personality, a wolf, yeah. I had a very powerful dream about, um, I used to dream a lot about wolves. And I had one night where I had um, a, a shadow wolf tattooed onto my left arm. And what that symbolized was that in my learning process of learning about wolves and developing things in myself that were wolf-like in the sense of honing my instincts and um, being protective of my family and clan, which wolves are known, they're noted for that, that that tattoo was a way of saying that it is becoming part of me, that this potential personality traits, potential for personality traits was always there, but I was consciously bringing it forward because my dreams about wolves were making me more and more curious about them. I even got a big picture and put a wolf on my wall, you know, this really cool like wolf going through the snow and it's looking right at the camera, you know, and mm -hmm. so I developed those instincts and characteristics based on the wolf because the dreams led me there. And then some years later, I went to a shamanic practitioner and we did what is called a power animal journey where he led me into a trance-like state where I met up with like the, the master wolf, like the clan leader in this kind of call it spirit realm for lack of, it's just imaginative work, but it's basically I'm meeting up with it. And it's a very powerful experience. And it took me underground and basically taught me the ways of the wolf. And ever since then, those qualities have been coming out more and more in me. And it's not just the instinctual, like you could, wolves are thought of as being violent and snarling over their kill and bloody mouth and all that kind of stuff. But they're also, they're very social animals. Um, they're very protective. Um, they mate for life, which is unusual in the animal kingdom. So there were all of these very good qualities of the wolf that that's what the shaman told me to focus on. That's, you know, but also understanding that there was a wolf in me and that if there is danger, that that part of me can react instinctually. And I find that I do have a greater capacity now to be able to respond instinctually to threats or the potential for threats. You know, you bare those teeth and snarl and most people will back off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great talking with you, Sandra. I have such a good time. It is so much fun. And, you know, and it's funny you mentioned the power animals and the spirit animals. I did a couple shows with, um, you know, a, a book, uh, an author, who I can't remember their name right now, but who wrote the book Power Animals. And it's, it's fascinating. But, you know, we're all one. We're all part of the same. You know, we're all animals. We're all alive. We're all part of, you know, oneness and spirit. And then, um, so it's not surprising that, you know, we would have these corollaries with animals, especially with, you know, the canine, like, you know, with dogs and, and, um, I have three of yes. them. They, each of them embody a certain spirit, um, that just, uh, I have one dog, Sophie, she's my dog of peace. And then there's nugget chicken nugget. Who's the dog of love. He only has one speed, just all love. And uh -huh. then Sally, who's my dog of loyalty and protection. And, you know, each one of them doesn't have a lot of crossover characteristics. Like Sophie, the dog of peace, will not, you know, she'll not be aggressive to save her life. And Nugget will be happy no matter what you do to him. And Sally is loyal and brave. And, you know, it's just amazing to me how they embody just what we need them to be. Or maybe I yeah. just see it in there. But I do have a question for you about dreams and sound. 
Yes. How come so many of the dreams that I remember are soundless, but I still know what's going on? Uh, you know, sometimes the, the dream only needs to render imagery for you, for you to kind of get the point of it. It's, it, there's an experience that you're having in the dream. And I think it's very important to break the dream down to that very simplest understanding of it. We can get into analysis and interpretation that can go very deep, but really when you were dreaming, you were having an experience of the dream. It is a reality that you were going into while you're dreaming. So you don't necessarily need to have the sound to have the experience. I found that sometimes with my dreams and with dreams that I help people with, that there is only sort of a skeletal outline of the experience that the person is having while dreaming, yet they are fully immersed into it. And what that tells me is, is that the dreaming mind is not, it realizes that it doesn't need to give more detail in order for you to remain immersed in the dream, which is the central point. The dream wants you to stay immersed in it and get to the end of the story. So the other thing to consider is sound and dreams can have to do with what you are hearing of your inner voices. So if there is a theme that is repeating in your dreams where you are seeing things but unable to hear sound, then I would look at, is there something inside of me that is like an inner voice that I'm not hearing or I'm not listening to? Or is there some kind of message coming to me from my outer world that is not getting through to my inner world? That's, that's where I would begin with something like that. Yeah. Cause it wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't notice it at the time, but there was, you know, it was all visual. There was no sound. There was no smell. There was no touching of anything. And, you know, in some dreams, I've had, you know, different experiences, but a lot of my dreams are when I think back to them, like even the Melania one and Air Force One, there was no sound, no smell, no touch. So it's just giving us what kind of what we need to focus. Yeah. And to have the experience, I find that if you become kind of aware while you're dreaming and you start um, focusing in on details, that the res it'll all come into, into play in the dream. like. The dream is giving you a low-res version, at least initially. It's conserving energy by doing that. So and you don't, if you do not need to have the high-res version, then the dream says, you know, fine. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, if somebody sends you a picture, do you need the, you know, 100 kilobyte version where you can get the idea? Or do you need the original snapshot, which is 5 megs, you know, because it's coming off of their, you know, their camera or whatever? And... So we get the low-res version in our dreams, but if we start focusing in on things, then the dream will start rendering that higher resolution for you. So if you start touching objects, you can feel the sensation of them. If you smell the air, you'll smell what's there. If you look at things closely, you'll see the fine details. Um, but if you don't do that, then you won't get that higher resolution. Of course, it depends on the person and how much of a... Uh, uh, what they're like. Dreaming is a spectrum of, you know, the people, the experience can be very different depending on who you ask. Um, some people have very low res dreams. Some people have very high resolution, very immersive dreams, and some people can control their dreams. They can um, lucid dream. So there is, there are no one size fits all answers for any dreams or the experience of having them. Hey, I just want to say, is it Stephen Farmer that you interviewed on your show? 
Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the name. Okay. I can see the book though. It's a square book. It says power animals. It's red and gold. Um, and it's got like a line item sketch on the front cover. That's all I can remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just curious. I wanted to make sure if anybody out there was interested in this subject, um, that, uh, they, that they pursue it because you know, um, yeah, how did you get into dreams? Like, how did that become your vocation? Ooh, good question. You know, I it began with me with realized I, I I basically I went to a mentor because I was off track in my life. He was a counselor, um, a therapist, uh, a mentor, an elder, and I went to see him, and he pointed me toward my dreams very early on to say, if we're going to do this work together, I want these answers to come from within you. And instead of me giving you the answers, I want you to find them for yourself because this is what you're going to be able to carry with you through your lifetime. So he lit a fire in me. I'd always been interested in anything that was self-illuminating anything like i mean from astrology to you know the myers-briggs tests mm -hmm. you know, i was always attracted naturally to these things that shed light on what we're really made of inside and dreams are the ultimate guide to what you are really made of inside so uh that was larry pesavento and larry lit that fire in me and pointed me on to a path of studying some of these people who have deep insights in the dreams. And I began with like Dr. Carl Jung, and then I went on to uh, people like Robert Moore. Then I found the psychic Edgar Cayce. Uh, mm -hmm. I found the uh, clinical psychologist Ann Faraday. Um, and what I've really tried to do is take this subject out of the sort of rarefied air of the clinician's office where you have the psychotherapist and you, you know, they delve deep into your psyche and it's dreams can do that, but I want them to be accessible for people who have no background in dream interpretation. Mm -hmm. In all of my books and online courses, even my blog posts at dreams123.net, you will find that I often give background information and give many examples to show that the dream really can be understood. And the best way of getting to that meaning is often just looking at it as simply as possible. Mm -hmm. A dream is an experience. Something happens in the dream. You can simplify it down to a basic idea. Like when you said that you were in this truck going to a new home, what I see is transition into a new area of life. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that off the top of my head, but if you read my entry in the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, one of the books I've published, and you read the entry for home, you'll see that I have some, you know, a reference to what it means to dream about going to a new home. It's some new area of your life. Of course, you have to understand what the home represents. Like the home could represent your body because you live in your body. So the dream takes that idea and parallels it with a home because you live in a home. And so moving into a new home could mean that you are moving into a new phase of existence within your body. You know, I'm 48 years old now and I find that I have to stretch and exercise a lot more than I ever had to. You know, I, I can't put 225 on a bench press and have any hope of getting that, you know, up in the air. I don't really need to do those kinds of demonstrations of strength anymore. But in a way, what the dream is saying, it could be saying, is, is it could show that as moving from a home that is built like a tank to moving into a home that's more like 
oh, I don't know, a hut in the jungle. You know, <laughs> in other words, it doesn't have to be as strong, but it's still a good place to live. Well, so, and the transition could be anything from from a new relationship to a yes. new career to a new phase in your life or a new season. Yes, yes, that's all those possibilities. And the thing about with dreams is, is that they will give you more than one detail that will point the same direction symbolically. Like if it's moving into a new phase of a relationship or into a new relationship, the dream could show you driving into a home that you share together with the person that you're in the relationship with. If it is making a reference to work, it could refer to a shed or a garage of a home specifically because those are areas where people get work done. There could be, you know, shed is where you keep work tools. A garage is sometimes where people have workshops, you know, uh, and they keep their tools there and stuff like that. So those dreams will always give you more than one detail that points the same direction. And that's why in step three, I say put all these details in my D3 system. In step three, you put together the details into context you have it in the story context where you see this big picture and there's all these small pictures that come together into that big picture. The small pictures, well, those are the details of the dream. The big picture, there's a, there's, you can look at that big picture of the dream and all of the meaning is there. Mm-hmm. But you just need to learn how to translate it from the symbolic imagery into sort of an everyday language, into seeing the idea that is behind the image, because that's what you're really seeing in all dream symbols is there's an idea behind it. The big picture. Yeah. So it all comes together. And once you learn this three-step process that I teach, D3, then it really becomes, it's something that anyone can do. You don't have to be Dr. Forey. You know, you, you don't even have to have a mentor like I did with, you know, but that really helped, of course, was having someone who could teach me the basics and then teach me how to personalize it, where I could take my dreams to him and say, Larry, what in the world is going on in that crazy dream? And, you know, within a, a, an amount of time, less than an hour, we've worked through it all, seen what the dream is really pointing to. And then, Sandra, here's what's most important. The right. resonance of the dream. You had taught it? me um, on another show, you had taught me to jot things down. You know, like when you wake up in the morning, like jot them right down. And yeah. then I think it was you who taught me to go back and underline like the things that came out strongly, like the pickup truck. You know, um, it was my old boss, the fat, poor, bald guy, you know, climbing up a ladder into the loft. She was happy. And, you know, I, I scribbled underneath those, you know, cause I knew we were talking and I'm like, so I look at my, um, I can look at my notes here and I see pickup truck underlined, you know, sitting backwards on the door, feeling afraid. And I think it's important to jot down what you felt too, not just yes. the specifics. Yes, yes, exactly. Your responses and your feelings are based on subconscious knowledge of what everything in the dream means. So that's why I say follow your feelings. It's one of the four keys for quick dream analysis that I, that I teach at dream school because your feelings really can tell you more about a dream than anything else. And I know people who interpret their dreams and analyze them based 90% or more just on following their feelings. And it is a route to the meaning. So you can go sort of the psychoanalyst approach. It's think of that as one path that goes to the place, the destination, which is really understanding the dream. 
But you can also have somebody who doesn't know anything about psychoanalysis and they can simply follow their feelings, do a little technique like you do, go through the dream after you've written it down and underline the parts that really stick out to you. Allow your mind to just associate with that. Follow the feelings. Allow thoughts to sort of randomly pop to mind. There's nothing really random about it. As long as you're focused on the content of the dream, it's like getting to a word that's on the tip of your tongue. The meaning of the dream, since you create the dream in another side of your mind, you know what it means already. You just have to remind yourself. So you can do it. It's the same as like that word on the tip of your tongue. Just focus on it, relax, close your eyes. If with a dream, picture the scene, ask yourself, why am I having this experience? How do I feel as I'm going through this experience? And the meaning or whatever message needs to come to you will often pop right to mind. Then you can take that and apply it to things in your life. It's not just decoding the mystery and solving the puzzle or whatever. It's what are you learning from these experiences, these dream experiences that you can apply to your life? Now, Sandra, there is something in your dream that we didn't talk about, the ladder going up into the loft. You know, you could look at that symbolically as, okay, you take steps going up a ladder. And that's, you know, that's sort of like the metaphor of climbing the mountain. That means mm -hmm. you've got something like a goal or a destination that you want to get to, and you're taking steps to get there. But here's another kind of counterintuitive way of looking at it. When you're on a ladder, you do it solo. You can't have other people on a ladder with you. Right. It's climbed one person at a time. So when you are going up into that loft, there could be a message there or some kind of symbolic meaning to it that is related to this feeling of like, I'm going it alone, or this is something that only I can do. Mm -hmm. Do you have that? Does that resonate with you? Yeah, because when I deconstructed the feelings and like boiled it down like a syrup, yeah. I started out like nervous and afraid. And then the feeling was, wow, it's not what you would expect. And then it's like, wow, but she's happy. And then that when I felt happy, that's when I went up the ladder. Yeah, yeah. And so what I would do if this was my dream and boiling it down like we've done is focus on that part because it might be that you're that there's a you can bring something into your waking life from the dream based on this. Uh, I don't want to call it a realization. I don't know how to characterize the experience for you. But what I would guess initially is, is that the dream is trying to show you that you really are okay, even though things are not living up to all of your expectations, that there, there's still this sense of, I can be happy with this. And you carry that into the daily process of doing your work. There could have been something that was sort of blocking you from enjoying the work as much, but now the dream is giving you this sort of insight into the way that you really feel. And as you go forward or move upward, like on the ladder, you see how that's a metaphor for what's going on in your work life and maybe in life in general. And you can go about that now with better access to that feeling of happiness. Does that resonate with you? It does. It does. Cause you know, as the market changes, as you know, I do a lot of, a lot of my work in the real estate industry and I also do it obviously a lot in the radio industry and the market has changed for both significantly. And so, you know, there is a little bit of me that's nervous and afraid. And this year, 
ending out is not what I would have expected based on past year's history. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. But there's a part of me that's been happier than I've been in years, if I'm, if I'm truly honest and not looking at it like a filter of, well, this income's different than last year. These jobs are different than last year. Because different sometimes can also throw us for a loop. Yeah, it really can. And I've found that, you know, life is going to send these things at you, whether you want them or not. And conditions do change. I know this as someone who started off in the media industry. I was in print journalism. And when I came out of college, ready to go into that industry, it was being devastated. Mm -hmm. This was in the late 1990s. And the, you know, this, the whole uh, scene was changing and you had people with 20 years, 30 years of newspaper staff experience that are applying for the same jobs that I am as a new college grad. So that was like, wow, you know, very kind of disheartening, but one door closed and another one opened. There was also this boom in, in, in the internet. And I happened to have got the background in early, you know, HTML and, you know, coding language and understanding what the internet is when people didn't even know what an MP3 was. <laughs> you know? They're like, what's that? You know, like, is that a tank? You know, like, oh yeah, it's the new MP3 tank. Yeah. You know, so the point is, is yeah, roll with the changes and find your happiness within whatever is going on in your life. I mean, change can be really good. And if you can adapt to circumstances, you can find that maybe in the end, you get to a place that you didn't know you were going. Maybe you didn't, you know, consciously intend it, but there is something deeper at work that's feeding you there to the places where you can be, find more satisfaction, where you can adapt to circumstances, where you can find out more about yourself. I mean, you know what it's like when you're on autopilot, you're not really, and you're just going through life without having much challenge. You also tend to sort of remain in the same place personally. Yeah. And life wants you to evolve. Carl Jung, the famous Swiss psychiatrist who had probably the deepest insights of dreams of anyone, um, at least in the last century, um, said that um, the process of dreaming in the end is about what he called individuation. That means becoming a whole and complete individual person. And that dreaming will lead you there, that there is this blueprint for the complete whole person, happy, you know, uh, uh, strong, um, intelligent, capable, and it's all there. It's inside of you. And the lifetime process of dreaming is trying to get you to complete that picture. And if you do, you win the game of life. Dr. Jung said that he reached that by the end of his life where he found things inside of himself through his dreams that he would have never known were even there. But it was a difficult process, and he always had to take the road that was less traveled. In fact, in realizing a lot of these things personally, he was in a way ostracized out of his profession because he dared to go into subjects that he knew were going to lead him to deeper and deeper insights but his colleagues in the psychiatric field were like, man, this guy's gone off the deep end. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I'm actually pursuing something. You say deep end. I'm going deep within myself. And what you find there is really fantastic. It's like something out of a, you know, out of a fairy tale or out of a legend. But it's, it's something that is leading you to becoming that deepest, most complete person that you can be. 
So I want your listeners to know a lot of what we're doing here, yes, it helps you on a day-to-day process of, you know, sorting through your memories, venting things, understanding your life better. And then the end, what you're getting to is a goal of becoming more of a person than you ever imagined that you could be. And I hope that for your listeners that that really sparks their interest because a lot of us are finding that life in modern society lacks a depth to it. You know, the liking people on Facebook and blah, blah, you know, it's, it's very superficial in many ways. And people are really yearning for authenticity. And I tell you, like what I found with my counselor, Larry, when I walked into his office and started working on my dreams, what I found was is that there was an authentic, deep, and very personal experience of diving into my dreams. And they have certainly led me to places where I didn't think I would ever be. I'm now an author, internationally recognized dream expert, but I've also found the woman of my dreams. We've been together for 10 years. I have found the place where I belong here in Tucson, Arizona. I might not have ever realized that I needed more sunshine and fresh air, you know, which we have 350 days a year of sun here. So, you know, like it's just so many things that have opened up for me because of what my dreams led me to. And I tell you, Sandra, I'm, I'm thankful for it. And I, I, uh, I want your listeners to know that they can, that this can happen for them too. They just need to follow their dreams. How do they, how do they get a hold of your D3 book, your dream dictionary book and your course? Yes. Okay. So um, go to dreamschool.net. It's a forwarder to my platform at teachable.com. And all of my classes are available there. Um, I, Price them at a, I think they're very reasonably priced and there's a lot of content there, but as you noted, they're, it's broken down into little digestible segments and chunks. I, you don't have to sit through hour long lectures in most cases. Um, I can give it to you in 10 or 15 minutes. I can give you something that you can use, you can apply. Um, my book is the dream interpretation dictionary, symbol signs and meanings. That is the course book for Um, my online courses you get a digital download of the book along with it and then if you want to go get a print version you can grab it at amazon and places like that i encourage people also to sign up for my we love dreams newsletter you just type it into a search engine we love dreams newsletter i have an automated service through mailchimp where when you sign up for my newsletter you'll start getting these emails from me Um, spread out a little bit, but it gives you enough time to be able to dig in and see all of this content that I have online, videos, podcasts, media interviews, books. A lot of it is online content where you can go and see little lessons on like, you know, what if you react strongly to a dream character? What, What could it mean? I have a little lesson about that. It's online. It takes five minutes to read. You can get a lot of info from it. So those are the main ways. Dreams123.net is another site that I have. And I encourage your listeners, just look at the most popular posts on the right sidebar. Mm -hmm. There are dreams about like winning the lottery, dreams about, you know, encountering aliens, you know, (laughs) some of these dreams about being pregnant. They're, they're fantastic, you know, and sometimes it takes some depth. It takes a little bit of, you know, time to dig into this stuff and really understand it, but I, it's well worth. So thank you for asking. I hope your listeners can, you know, find me that way. And jmdeboard.com is just a general site for knowing more about me if anybody out there is interested. 
author and dream interpreter, J.M. DeBoard. Check him out on Amazon. Check him about dreams123jmdeboard.com. You can find him. You can just Google We Love Dreams and sign up for his email. Thank you so much, Sam, for being my guest today. We'll be back again next week. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.